Hi, and welcome to the Authentic Audience Podcast. I'm your host, Krista Ritma. This is a marketing podcast like you haven't heard before. It's about real connections and honest conversations. Why am I here? To remind you that you can fly. If you're brave enough to listen to that calling inside you, I'm here to serve you and show you that marketing can and should be honest, that the truth sells and authenticity wins. So how can businesses and brands build a real and authentic audience? The Authentic Audience Podcast gives you insight into growing your business and marketing strategies to gain real followers and loyal customers. Each week, I create a space of radical honesty for thought leaders and entrepreneurs who have built successful businesses to share their insights on business, marketing, relationships, life, and spirituality. Each episode is sure to remind you the power of storytelling and truth selling. Get ready to get real, get raw, get honest, and keep growing. Nick Brow is an international breakthrough specialist and law of attraction expert who over the last decade has served clients in over 25 countries. Labeled computer hacker turned people hacker, Nick started his career in tech where he played in a variety of startup companies. After nearly a decade of analyzing, troubleshooting, and solving complex problems in software systems, his career led him to playing a key role in a $330 million acquisition. He then walked away from the tech world to focus on what inspires him most, helping people. He has now spent over a decade studying self-help and personal development, including topics such as the unconscious mind, human behavior, the nature of reality, the law of attraction, mental and emotional healing, what drives success, and what keeps people stuck. So now we know why he's here. His private clients range from CEOs, Wall Street traders, FBI agents, lawyers, teachers, musicians, and members of the entertainment industry. Nick's greatest passion is exploring the power of the mind and pushing the leading edge of what's possible in physical reality. He lives in a small town on the Atlantic coast of Canada with his partner, Anik, where he runs an online community called the Power Manifesting Collective. So based on everything I've been sharing and talking about lately, this feels uh, quite like the law of attraction to me. Uh, Welcome to the show, Nick. Thanks for being here. Thanks. Listening to you read off that bio makes me realize that that bio is quite, quite the mouthful. So you did a good job getting through all of that. I might have to simplify it. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, I didn't really, I sometimes trim them on my own and take it upon myself, but I felt that it told a really nice story and we're here to learn and we're here to listen. So it's important. Awesome. To Let's have some fun. Yeah. Um, so I would love to just start by asking you, I feel that I kind of touched on it a little bit in your bio, but what's your why? Why do you do this work? I mean, the one word to summarize the why is, is excitement. Hmm. I, I do it for the joy of the journey, the excitement of the unfolding. Uh, for me, what excites me the most is pushing the boundaries of what's possible in physical reality. I can't think of a more fun place to play in physical reality than being on the leading edge. Mm, totally. Yeah. I think that I mean, this is very much in the air right now. I just read the book, uh, Vibrate Higher Daily, and it's such a good book. And I've been talking about vibration all week, and it's so just, obviously, law of attraction um, is what we're going to be talking about. But today, on my story, before I even looked up who I was interviewing, I posted this little story asking for advice. I was asking if it's possible to remain frustrated and pissed. I'm pissed. Something happened this morning. I'm mad Um, with every right to be mad, but I don't want it to ruin my day and I don't want it to lower my vibration. And how do we then handle that? Because for me, I'm fully aware of my vibration. And I want to talk more about, like, I want to get more into that. You talk about so many things around vibration. I wrote so many notes this morning. Um, But for me, I'm well aware of it, almost hyper aware of it. And so when I have these moments of humanity, is what my yoga teacher says to me, um, your humanity is showing where I'm pissed, like I'm feeling righteous. And yet, I'm aware of my vibration in every moment and how do I? Totally. That's, that's, that's a great question to kick things off. Great. Um, And the reason that's such a great question is because emotions play such a big role when it comes to alignment and when it comes to our vibration. When I look at, you know, the law of attraction community, you know, people mostly know that 
the number one goal is alignment. Because when you're in alignment, that's when you're in your power. That's when you're fully connected with your inner being. That's when life opens up and flows in a magical way with that mechanism of synchronicity. And when I look at this law of attraction community, what you'll notice is that for most people, alignment takes effort. It requires meditation. It requires journaling. It requires affirmations. And the key to high-level manifestation or manifestation mastery is you need to have a high and consistent state of alignment. Mm -hmm. However, most people are bouncing in and out of alignment consistently um, due to those negative emotions. So the reason that having that high and consistent alignment is so much effort and so much work for people is because of these negative emotions and this emotional baggage that most people are carrying. Mm -hmm. And for me, when I do one-on-one work, 80% of the work is dealing with these negative emotions because once you let them go, it's like your cork floats back up to the surface. Mm -hmm. And that's when alignment becomes more of your baseline rather than always having to work into it every day. So I love that we're starting off with this topic of emotions. Yeah. Now, you mentioned frustration, I think, right? Frustration or anger or irritation. Um, So what people need to understand is emotions serve a purpose. Mm -hmm. Emotions are our guidance system. And what they are guiding us to are perspectives. You cannot have a negative emotion without an underlying perspective fueling it. Most people simply don't realize that. And one of the tools that I use, one of the tools that I teach um, in the collective and to my facilitators is something called the belief tree process. And that's a process where we use um, specific probing questions in combination with reframing to identify the underlying perspectives that are creating those negative emotions so you can find out what those perspectives are and then shift your way out of it. And when you shift the perspectives, those negative emotions go away. Could we, I'm like very open. Could we use my frustration? Like I'm willing to open up and tell you what it's about. Can you like show me how to do this? Okay. Totally. So you've got this frustrated feeling, right? Yeah. I just found out that I, I, my whole, you know, a little bit of quick background is authenticity is my thing. Um, so truth, honesty, integrity, all very, very, very important to me. I found out that somebody I'm working with, um, wasn't totally honest with me about. Perfect. So therein lies my emotional reaction. (laughs) Perfect. Okay. So that feeling of frustration, can you tell where it sits in your body? Yes, just above my gut. Okay, perfect. Around your solar plexus. Yeah. And zero to 10, 10 being so strong that if it were any stronger, your head would explode. Zero being that it's completely gone. How strong would you measure that charge of frustration? Not super frustrated, like probably a four. Okay. But it's just like, I can tell it's going to throw off my vibration if I let it. Now I'm going to throw a probing question at you. I don't want you to analyze it. I don't want you to overthink it. I don't want you to um, try to figure out what the right answer is. I just want you to go with whatever the first thing that pops in your mind. Okay. Okay. So when I say I feel frustrated because what pops in your head? Uh, That the lack of honesty was like intentional. Like someone was trying to dupe me. Okay, so, so basically someone lied to me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, perfect. So would you agree that everybody's doing the best that they can at their own level of consciousness? I, yes, 100%. And from an inner being vantage point, if we could strip away everybody's inner critic, everybody's ego, then nobody would lie in that way or be deceitful in that way, correct? Yes. So when somebody is exhibiting that kind of behavior, would you agree that it's just because they don't have a certain level of awareness that it's not okay to do that? Yes. And 
is it their fault that they haven't had the life experiences or somebody to teach them that that wasn't okay? No. No, it's not his fault. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't mean they're not accountable for their actions. Right, right, right. But, but we, you know, you know that holding on to this frustration isn't good for you, correct? Yes, yeah. That's what I'm mostly annoyed about. <laughs> totally, totally. And you understand law of attraction. Yeah. And you understand that everything we experience, including contrast, is something that we attract vibrationally. Mm. Yeah. And that, and that that contrast is there to serve us in some way. Yes. I feel like I had my perspective shift already. I don't awesome. know if you have to keep going. That totally. was great. I no, I mean, the perspective shift in that moment for me was just that I'm trying to think exactly the moment that it happened because this is so interesting to me using my own self and my own vibration as an example. But I think that the moment it happened was having that little switch of not, uh, not giving somebody the benefit of the doubt um, and just like recognizing their own humanity. And now that I like look at it, it's a great relationship. And I think for me, I can get very righteous um, in my demand for truth. And what I'm learning in my journey is that not everyone is capable. Like they're just not that capable. It doesn't mean they're malicious. It doesn't mean they're lying. It doesn't mean they don't desperately want me to know the truth, but that they're doing the best they can and and they're just physically not capable. And does that mean I cut them off like and throw them out of my heart? Because that's not what I want to do either. And I think I've just been working with that a lot this week and it's so beautiful like the timing and I want to get into law of attraction and, and learn more about that. But for me, um, since I, <laughs> I'm almost now righteous in like, I'm on this vibration, don't fuck with me, but that's not to block people out is not a, a way. No. And, and that's actually one of my favorite topics because a very common question is, you know, my roommate lowers my vibe. What should I do? My mom, right, lowers right, my- right, right. And my answer to that is, well, you've got three options. Option number one, go live in a cave. (laughs) Option number two, assert yourself onto everybody else in your reality so they become the person you need them to be so you can be the happiest you can be. And I don't know if one or two is, is, is feasible in any way, shape, or form. Right, right. And then option number three is understanding that any reaction, any negative emotional reaction you're having that's created by another person, Mm -hmm. it's not them that's creating the negative emotion in you. It's your own perspectives and belief systems. And by exploring what they're triggering in you and working through that for yourself, you can then transcend those negative emotions so that those people no longer impact you in that way. And it's so freeing when you can actually do that. And this is what I love about everything you talk about. And I want to dive deeper into it because, so I'm a marketing strategist. I, I create launches for digital online products, but so much of the work I do with my clients is rooted in writing to your dream client, calling them in, speaking to them, creating that archetype, being in service to this energy, right? Calling it in, um, how we discuss, how we launch, speaking to our business, like aligning energetically. And I feel like you have a really eloquent, and we were talking about this before I hit record, you're such a bridge in in this world um, because there's the people that fundamentally understand vibration and energy, but then oftentimes there's like this educational component that needs to happen for people to really grasp what that means um, before you can even teach them um, the law of attraction and and manifestation and stuff like that. Yeah. And part of the reason this work is so important and so life-changing is that for me, there's a clear point in my life where I can clearly see myself operating in what I call the old paradigm versus the new paradigm. Mm -hmm. So old paradigm was my tech days, working 60 hours a week, hustle, 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 struggle, struggle, struggle. Sure, it eventually paid off, 
But after leaving that world and after really diving into this world, there's such an easier way to experience physical reality. When you understand how powerful that mechanism of synchronicity is, when you know how to tune into it, you experience things that your conscious mind can't even conceive of, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And I don't know how much of my content you looked at, but if you look at my relationship, right? Anik and I, so we met about eight years ago. It was probably about six, eight months after I'd left my marriage. And the synchronicities her and I share are we share very similar names. Both of our sets of parents actually call, both call us Nick, which is confusing. Hmm. Um, when we met, we were driving the same type of car. Uh, we were doing similar work. And after we started dating, we realized we had both left our marriages on the same day before wow. we'd ever met. Right? Wow. And, you know, I experienced these types of synchronicities all the time. And it's, it's normal. That's how life is supposed to be experienced. But because everybody is living in such a state of disconnect from their inner guidance and their inner being and that new paradigm female energy way of operating, um, most people have to rely on their effort and their struggle to get to where they want to go. It's so interesting. And it's so timely. I feel that that shift is, I mean, we're all so connected, right? And the shift that's happening with me during COVID is exactly what you just said. So um, I operated from a very masculine place. I run a company. I tell people what to do. I'm righteous. I'm direct. Um, And something happened. I burnt out, long story short. And I had to like sit in the bath for like a month. And pre-running my own company, I am a Reiki master. I'm a yoga teacher. Like I know these tools intellectually, but until the last six months, I can honestly say I can count on one hand the amount of times that I actually embodied these tools and these ideas until recently. And this, everything you're saying, like life literally looks different to me right now. Um, and I want so badly to help other people with that. You know, I was speaking to my dad who's in between, you know, leaving a company, moving into a new company. And I can just like feel his frustration and his boredom. And I'm like, if you could just, you know, and he obviously doesn't want to hear it in the moment. Obviously you have to pick your timing and your delivery, but, um, it's like, I want everyone to know what's possible and you, you, what you landed on or what you said, which I think is so true. It's um, you were talking about accessing your inner self and um, removing the ego and all of that and actually listening to your inner intuition, which is a very feminine way of being. It's surrendering, it's trusting, it's getting really quiet and you have to create space to do that. And so for me, as somebody that's like my calendar, now it's like, okay, where's my two hour break of ritual and prayer and swimming and bathing and being quiet? Um, Because for me, it takes a while. I'm sure for you, you can just tap right in, but I'm still in that place where I need like a solid hour of like working stuff out in my head, playing the blame game, the victim, the trauma, the imposter syndrome, like clear all of those internal demons out before I can like drop in. And that's, that's the game, right? Mm -hmm. This whole self-help journey, it's a journey of rediscovering our authenticity, rediscovering who we really are as creators and how powerful we really are. Um, The term I use a lot in the collective is called becoming the blended being, right? Mm. So in this old paradigm way of operating, you know, we are disconnected from the non-physical part of ourselves. And the more you clear, the more you release, the more you see how good enough you really are, how worthy you really are, the more you foster and strengthen that connection with your inner being and you become that blended being. And eventually you get to a place where that's just your state of being. That's your baseline. That's how it is when you wake up in the morning and that's how you operate as you flow through your day. Yeah, it's so true. I just had like a little aha moment back to my lesson earlier. Um, You reminded me just now and what you were saying when I was talking about that aha moment that I had and being frustrated earlier on in the day. And that's when I realized that this idea of being frustrated and upset with being lied to and dishonest 
dishonesty in my world is actually something that I'm attracting by giving that the energy. So I think that I, it just like clicked as you were talking. Um, and I'd love to talk more about the law of attraction because you're an expert on it. So for everybody listening that might not be fully clear on what this is, can you just give us your spiel on it? Yeah. So where do I start? So really when it comes to the law of attraction, there's two really key concepts that I always start off by explaining. One is alignment. My definition of alignment and same with Abraham Hicks and a lot of the big teachers is alignment is your connection with your inner being. Mm. The stronger that connection, the more you are in alignment. What creates alignment is how good you feel. So the happier you are, the more that connection is, is stronger. Um, the more miserable you are, the more that connection is broken. So that's the definition of alignment. Alignment does not relate to manifestation. Mm. Manifestation is the byproduct of the vibration that you're practicing. So all of physical reality is an illusion. It's a hologram. It's a projection. It's one giant frequency. So you as a human being, you have an attraction point. That attraction point is made, of a, made up of where you're putting your focus, the thoughts you think, and the emotions you feel. Those three things project out into physical reality a vibration, and physical reality responds with circumstances that match that vibration. So for example, if I look at relationships, uh, in my last book, I've worked with enough people on relationship patterns that most people fall into five archetypes of relationships. So people who have a lot of emotions of not good enoughness mm. will attract partners who are judgmental, who are criticizing, who might cheat on them. People who have a lot of negative emotional baggage of abandonment will often uh, attract partners who will ghost them or who are emotionally closed up. So our physical reality is always a reflection of the emotions we're practicing and where we're putting our focus. And that's the most important part about law of attraction. The thing I love most about it too um, is you. it has to be real. Like you actually have to believe and think and feel and speak. Like there's no bullshitting the universe or spirit or this energy that is obviously something that we're all a part of calling in, pushing away. And that's my favorite thing about it. It's like unless I actually let the thing go, unless I actually surrender and actually you know, get rid of that limiting belief and drop into alignment, then and only then is all of this possible. So it's like such a beautiful reward from like nature, I guess. I don't know how else to say it, but do you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. And what's, what I love about law of attraction is that it's a law. It's a consistent law like gravity, right? One of my favorite exercises to do with people is what I call an attraction point audit. And what we do is we look at current and past circumstances and the negative emotions that come up in those circumstances. So we look at past relationships, we look at career, past careers, dynamics with family members, past traumas. And with 90% of people, it's the same one to three negative emotions Mm -hmm. that keep coming up over and over and over and over again. And once you identify those, which is what I call a dominant negative emotions, and you release them and you shift out of them, then that state of alignment becomes so much easier and your whole physical reality starts to change in positive ways. It's, it's so true. Like it, it really is so true. Um, I want to get deeper into this. I have so many things I want to say, but I want to just let you talk. Um, so I really liked, uh, I like this idea of vibration. I just want to stick with this a little longer before we move into money because money is huge and I really want to talk about money. Um, but the first, the first two things I want to touch on is you talked about vibration being binary and um, practicing by vibration consistency. So I think that just sort of to wrap up what we were talking about, about that, I listened to your spiel about what was it? I don't want to totally butcher it, but the absence and presence like that, talking about vibration in that way, um, which I think sort of is a really nice uh, bookend for this law of attraction that like gave me a little aha click when I heard you speak about that. And then how do you actually help your clients 
um, practice the consistency. Because once you get there, that's the first step. You have the awareness. You feel that feeling. But then staying there. Yeah. So the consistency comes when you release the things that prevent that consistency. So alignment's your natural state, right? And when we're born, so most of our programming, negative programming comes through childhood. Most people are aware of that. When we're born, we're born completely free of that negative programming. Mm -hmm. So if we didn't absorb any negative programming as we grow up, nobody would feel not good enough. Nobody would feel abandoned. Nobody would feel or perceive practice that muscle that you can hold yourself there. It's about eliminating the reasons you believe you're not good enough. And once you eliminate those reasons you believe you're not good enough, being good enough just becomes your normal, natural state. You don't have to work into it. So any negative emotion, sorry, any positive emotion you feel like you need to work into, the only reason you feel like you need to work into it is because you're practicing a negative emotion that is opposing it. I mean, it sounds so easy. <laughs> you know what? The, the funny thing is that it is easy. It's No, it really is. I do have to say, but it's just, it goes back to the, like the, I don't know what it is that people don't want to understand or grasp. I think for me, um, realizing how much control, two things have happened for me recently. One is realizing how much control I actually do have. Um, over my thoughts, feelings, actions, surroundings, people, company, business, money. Like there's a lot of places I have control and then surrendering in the places I don't and being willing to look at these things. Like you just, you need to just be willing to look at, focus on, release. And sometimes I think that we don't want to admit that we have the ability to do that. Do you, do you find that? I think most people are just unaware Mm -hmm. of emotion. Well, everybody's aware of emotions. Everybody knows what emotions are because everybody feels emotions, but most people think that emotions or negative emotions are just something you have to put up with. Mm. They think that negative emotions are just this passive thing that you experience based on what's going on out here. And that by trying to control what's going on out here, you can prevent yourself from feeling these negative emotions that don't feel good. Mm -hmm. That's how most people perceive negative emotions. But really, once you understand that a negative emotion is just an indicator, right? And to go even further in my book, I talk about how a negative emotion is just a point of view. Mm. Not good enough. It's just a point of view. You can believe I'm not good enough. I can believe I'm good enough. Who's right? Who's wrong? You get to choose the meaning of any circumstance, right? By default, we allow circumstances to define meanings. Oh, dad said this, that must mean I'm not good enough. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that's how the, this programming takes place within us. And once you realize that negative emotions are just a point of view and beneath those negative emotions are just perceptions. And once you understand how to identify those underlying perceptions and shift out of them, shifting out of negative emotions um, becomes a very doable game. Yeah. I think that's so great. And, and such a good, it's, it's like, it doesn't have to be complicated. One of my favorite, um, one of my mentors always says to me, he goes, don't make it heavy. Like stop making it heavy. You know, just like it's, it doesn't have not, not everything has to be heavy. Most things in fact, don't need to be, um, which is a perfect transition. If I don't say so myself into money, speaking of things that everybody makes heavy, um, this is a sticky one for people. I have a really beautiful relationship with money now. Um, it's again, taken a lot of work and, um, shifting a lot of perspectives and mindset for me, what really did it is recognizing that money again is just energy. Um, and the exchange of that for me is very sacred. Um, because anytime you exchange energy with somebody else, like we're doing right now, it's very, very sacred. Um, and the exchange of money shouldn't be any different than that. The other thing that, that really helped me with my relationship with money, um, is just this idea that it's already mine. Um, and it's, I think it's different than, than manifesting in a way. Like for me, it's like, oh, it's just sitting over there, but I haven't done the work to like grab it yet or bring it close to me, whether it's in my mind or actually daily actions. But I just want to start first by asking you, like, what is the problem 
that you mostly see that makes money so sticky? Like what is that thing that people are telling themselves that makes this conversation so tough? Awesome. Awesome. Okay. So we're going to get a little bit deeper here. So this, this is going to get good. So, so buckle your law of attractions. <laughs> so the first thing to understand is the mechanism of synchronicity. So I posted a meme this week and it said the difference between an amateur and a professional manifester is your ability to rely on the mechanism of synchronicity. Mm. Okay. So what is the mechanism of synchronicity? So the mechanism of synchronicity is kind of that state of flow where when like these crazy coincidences happen Mm -hmm. where the right thing shows up at the right time and it's exactly what you need, right? You know what I'm talking about when I talk about mechanism of synchronicity? So when you have a desire, you've got two options. Option A is that old paradigm we talked about earlier of struggle, effort, hard work, shove your way into it and try to make it happen. Option B is getting into alignment, is becoming a vibrational match to that desire, and then letting the mechanisms of synchronicity fill in the gap between here and there. Put the components together, move the chess pieces in place so that that thing shows up in the most effortless way possible. Mm -hmm. I think that's a really good visual way, putting the chess pieces in place. I would say that from a, using a chess analogy, the old paradigm way is you're playing chess yourself. The new paradigm way is your inner being is whispering into your ear every move to make because your inner being knows every move the other person's going to make. Mm-hmm. So once we are that fully blended being, we can allow that mechanism of synchronicity to create that magical unfolding that makes that path to that desire effortless. Mm -hmm. Now let's talk about money. Yeah. So what I tell people is when it comes to money, it's about allowing money to be a cooperative component. It's about understanding that you don't need to manifest the money. So let's say you want to take a trip to Hawaii. You want to go spend a month in Hawaii. And in order to spend a month in Hawaii, you feel like you need to raise $20,000. Okay. You don't have that money in your bank account right now. What most people there do is they're like, I don't have the money. How do I make the money show up? I don't have the money. How do I make the money show up? Then they go down this, this train of trying to manifest the money for that trip to Hawaii. Mm-hmm. Remember earlier how I talked about that law of attraction is a consistent law like gravity. Mm-hmm. So trip to Hawaii, that's got its own vibration, its own frequency. If you can match the vibrational frequency of that trip to Hawaii, law of attraction is a law, you have to experience it. Mm -hmm. So what does that mean? All of the cooperative components needed to experience it, whether it be money showing up, whether it be your parents gifting you a ticket. Right. The unfolding is not your responsibility. Your responsibility is to line up with it, become a vibrational match, follow your impulses, follow your excitement and allow that unfolding to be taken care of by your inner being. Yeah. I mean, so, it's, yeah. So when it comes to money, most people aren't manifesting the money or the things that they want mm-hmm. because they're not building momentum to the thing that they want. They're busy trying to build momentum to money. Money mm-hmm. isn't what people really want. People want the experiences that money will bring to them. For some people, it's relief to pay their bills. For some people, it's travel and more freedom, right? So what I tell people is build momentum towards those things that you want and allow the cooperative components, that mechanism of synchronicity to align, put those puzzle pieces together for you. Yeah, I really liked how you said that money is the vibration of freedom. Um, I heard you say that and I'm like, oh, that, cause that's really when we're saying, oh, I need an extra 20 K or whatever. Like I'm thinking about looking at my, um, budget. Um, I have like a meeting with my financial girl every Monday and we look at everything and I like to know and figure out how I can do it. And for me, I think I can take it a step further. Like I'm still not fully in alignment in that way. Whereas what I'm really good at is looking at, okay, I need 
this much, but we need to do this much by the end of the month to match our projections or whatever, which I've projected. Like, what do I know? So it's just a number. And um, if, okay, I need four more. So for me, that's a great way to be like, that's the energy I need to book for this week. That's the goal that's happening. What do I do right now today in this moment to make that happen and then take action? But always with the mindset of I'm going to do it. It's just like, how do I do it today? Versus why do I want that money? It's one to hit a goal because I like meeting my goals, but more than that, it's freedom. It's the freedom to pay my team. It's the freedom to sail in the sea of Cortez without stressing out. It's the freedom to say no to clients who are assholes. Um, it's freedom. And so reading that from you, that's also like my husband and I at night, we have a get, we have like this little saying and we go, we're free. Um, because we run our own business and we're just, we find so much gratitude in that one word. It was in our vows. Um, and I just think that that shift, um, again, like the shift doesn't have to take 10 years. Like you can listen to a Ted talk or I was just watching you do a talk on YouTube and you said, and I was like, ah, there it is. There's the vibration that I'm actually searching for. Yeah. And everything you talked about right now is focus, right? I'm putting my focus on where I want to be. I'm putting Mm -hmm. my focus on my goals. Something else I tell people around money is I ask them, are you trying to work your way out of debt or into wealth? Are you trying Mm -hmm. to work your way out of lack or into finances, into wealth? When you're trying to work your way out of lack, what are you putting your focus on? Right. Lack. What are you going to attract more of? Lack. Right? Mm-hmm. It's a very simple thing, but it's these minute details that make a ginormous difference. Okay. Now I'm going to ask you just to play total devil's advocate because we're on the exact same page. So it's like, we're, you know, everything you say, I'm like, you guys can't see me, but I'm just like nodding and smiling because this is so where I'm at in my journey. But what about people that you see that are clearly not living in alignment? yet are attracting. Yeah. You know what I mean? You mean are attracting money yet they're not living in a Yeah. And just like abundance and easiness and no, health. That's, here's, and that's, that's a very common question. So most yeah. people think happiness is what manifests, mm. right? They, they, they default to this, especially the Abraham Hicks crowd. It's kind of a bit of a misunderstanding. They think that the happier you are, the better you're going to manifest. The happier you are, mm. the more you're in alignment and that automatically means more money. And that's not how it works because your reality, again, is a reflection of all the perspectives you're practicing. So you can Mm. be the happiest person on the planet, but if you've got an underlying perception or belief that money is not safe, that creates split energy and that's going to block the money from showing up. Right. Right. So it's not about happiness. Happiness creates alignment, but when it comes to circumstances and manifestation, it's about your focus and your emotions and get what you're giving your attention to. Yeah. And it's just in every moment we have that opportunity. And I think for me, it doesn't come naturally. And I don't think it comes very naturally for most people who aren't doing this work like you are every day. And I do a lot of this work. I mean, I have like a two hour daily ritual and that's it right there is it's a daily practice. And that's what I always am trying to remind my listeners and my clients because it's so much of what I do is coaching around mindset. Um, but I'm just not saying it in the same way that you are. And something that I'm constantly trying to remind people is like, you have to put the tools in place when it doesn't come naturally. So for me, where I work is really important. Like you can see, I'm like, I have like I'm at prayer all around, um, everything that can remind me to tune back in, you know, the way that I have my desk set up, my morning rituals, where, when I go swimming in the afternoon, like it's all set up to remind me to drop into that space because it just, in a given moment, it doesn't always come naturally to me. So we have to have these tools. Um, it's so cool. I have a question for you. Uh, what is the biggest breakthrough that you yourself have had um, once you sort of made this switch into this new way of being? Was there just like this huge moment or was there along the way? Does, do you continue to or like, because now that you sort of know the secret, like are there breakthroughs continuing to happen? Do they get bigger? I guess it depends on, on your definition of breakthrough. And, and my definition of breakthrough for me personally has absolutely evolved over the last 10 years. Yeah, what is your definition? So, 
So my old definition would have been said, yeah, you know, the, the multi-million dollar acquisition or manifesting anic or, you know, th- those are the, the, the very like, ooh, wow, that's amazing kind of things. But for me, I would say now the most, and I have breakthroughs monthly. Breakthroughs for me are, are new awarenesses, new ahas, new mind-blowing, oh, wow, this is, this is how things are. This is how things should work. So mm-hmm. right now my big new awareness or breakthrough is what I'm calling like de-intellectualization. So once you understand that contrast is there to serve you, once you understand that every single negative experience that you experience is a co-creation with your inner being created to help you grow and you learn and expand. Once you understand that, and once you stop pushing against the unwanted, once you start living in a state of fully allowing your reality to be exactly what it is, even if it's not preferred, Mm -hmm. what happens is your intellectual mind starts to unwind. It starts to lower its volume. And what I realized Mm -hmm. this month is 80% of mind activity is how do I figure this out? How do I solve this problem? How do I achieve that next goal? How do I get to that next benchmark? And once you stop trying to achieve all of this stuff in your reality and push against the contrast, your mind tones way down Mm -hmm. and you're so much more present in your physical reality. You begin to experience reality in a brand new way that's so magical and so delicious. I can't even like, I don't even have words for it. Um, so that's, you know, that's the latest breakthrough, I guess. Yeah. I love that. I think that's super honest. And, um, I can totally relate to this idea of seeing life in a new way. And for me, it's super new. Like you're meeting me on my journey, like three months post burnout restructure of the business. And just in order to like, it got for me, the burnout was so strong that I just had to like go totally the opposite. Yeah, and that's and and that was what was required to nudge you into all of this. For right. most people, it requires some kind of a Something. crisis. Yeah, and the, the them into exploring this world. The um the replaying loop for me was surprise, surprise, not good enough. And um, you know, pick your <laughs> pick your internal demon. That's definitely mine. And to realize all of the patterns. It's like everything just became so clear and all of the decisions, all of the jobs, all of the bosses, all of the, you know, undervaluing myself, trying to prove. And it's like no more. And I was on a podcast with Susie Batiste. I was interviewing her like the day after all this happened. And she's totally like a vision holder for me um, in just everything, every aspect of who she is. Um, And so I didn't want to reschedule and she's definitely intuitive and also practices a lot of these things that you're talking about. And after we hung up, she had no idea what happened, no clue. And she just looked at me and she said, this is a pattern. And if you want it to be, this could be the last time. Absolutely. And it, I can tell you, honestly, a part of me died in that moment. Like, and I don't say that lightly, like a part of me really had to leave and I had to grieve that part of me. And I really feel like she's gone. Like a piece of me has left. And that process of stepping into the feminine, the power, the surrender, the trust, my business is doing better than ever. Like it's it's just amazing. My relationship, I'm happier. I'm in alignment. And now I'm finding myself really looking at, okay, where am I saying I'm in alignment? And I'm actually not like, I'm I'm now like kind of doing that next phase of like, okay, where am I still being a little righteous and my beliefs are not fully open. And I think that this self growth journey is like the most beautiful thing. And for me, it's like the first thing before entrepreneurship, before relationship, before anything like that. And that's brand new. And I love having you on because I want to help people get there sooner. Um, it must be so rewarding, like just watching people have breakthroughs all the time. I mean, it must be incredible. Yeah. I mean, it, it's a lot of fun, but the thing to remember is that like that journey 
is never going to end. Yeah. And the funny thing is, is people are so preoccupied with achieving a destination, right? Got to get to that next benchmark. Got to get to that next sale. Got to get to, you know, we came to physical reality for the journey. Mm. The purpose of life is to be here for that journey because that journey is what creates that, that growth and that expansion and that awareness. And people aren't present in their journeys because they're busy chasing destinations. And the funny thing is, is when you stop chasing after the destination and you become present in your now moments, in your journey, things unfold so much quicker. Yeah. I mean, it's truly incredible. And I'm sure you've just heard so many like miraculous stories, but um, specifically around money, I have some really good friends who went through this crazy financial situation. I mean, I can't get too much into detail because it's a legal situation, but he lost a, a very large amount of money he had to pay in legal fees. And like two years later to the date through like this totally crazy, like money falling out of the air situation, he got a check for like the exact amount. Um, and those kinds of stories. And for me, you know, my first reaction, this was during my burnout that I watched this happen for him. And it was such this like idea of hope of what's possible because he really has stayed so in alignment and so to his values through this whole thing. He never like straight, I would have been so righteous and so angry. And I just watched him like really surrender and trust and seeing that come back to him in such a big way. Instead of feeling jealousy, one, I felt, wow, to be that close to witness that, like I'm witnessing this for a reason. I'm in burnout. Absolutely. That's, rest about that money. Yeah, That was key to your awakening because yeah. I could sit here and I could tell stories of synchronicities all day long, mm -hmm. but until people experience it for themselves, that's when that, that momentum and that trust starts to build um, and that nudge to explore it further. Absolutely. I'm so glad you, you touched on that because my husband is so that way in general, he has to experience something like to really get it. And I'll tell him like, Oh, you gotta, even if it's like, you gotta watch this show on Netflix or let me make a bath for you. Like just do what I say kind of thing. And then finally does it. And it's like getting people out of their own way to just do the thing because once you do experience it and once you get like a little taste of it, even for me, it's so simple as, and I get it now. Like I get it. And I started wanting to do sales trainings a couple of weeks ago. I've been shying away from sales and being a sales coach because nobody wants, everyone wants to buy, but nobody wants to be sold at. And like, I think that that relationship of sales is so beautiful and it actually feels out of alignment that I'm not coaching more people. So all I did was create a guide, five pillars to selling online and dropped an email and within a week, someone reached out and was like, I want to lead this sales training with you. Let's co-lead it. I have 40 years experience in sales. You're the person to run this thing. And we already have the curriculum built. So it's like, you just have to put it. It's so simple. And like, you know, I have a friend who wants to leave this job. I'm like, send five outreach emails this week. Just send five to anybody, like asking for advice to put you in, like start aligning you know, calling that thing in what you want to do. And it's like, once you can do that and then surrender it, um, life just becomes so much more fun. And I'm definitely learning this right now. And I think I have a long ways to go. I'm excited to read your book. So in the last uh, few minutes here, how can we learn more about you? How can we uh, work with you, connect with you? Give me all the calls to action. Yeah, I've got, I've got a lot of stuff all over the place. <laughs> uh, the hot thing right now is the book. Um, the book's been selling about 500 copies a month. Um, it's five stars on Amazon. It's called Power Manifesting. It's been out since end of March. Um, it's so, it, it just, the book wrote itself. Uh, mm -hmm. It's filled with stories. A lot of the stuff we talked about here, uh, that belief tree process is in it. So it's, it's really jam-packed. So people who are readers, I suggest going to Amazon, grab Power Manifesting, um, that book was originally based off of a free e-course I put together. That's still live. I think the URL for that is nickbro.com slash e-course. So if anybody wants some little free little videos and stuff, they can check that out. Uh, and then, of course, there's my membership community, which is the Power Manifesting Collective. Uh, we've got about 500 members now. We do two live calls most weeks. And it's really, it's what we call the vibrational 1%. The goal of that community is to be the highest vibration community on the planet. Mm 
Mm. And we do live calls almost. So we do six to eight live calls a month. And like, they're just, it's so much fun. And it's such a tight knit community. Um, yeah, it's, 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 uh, it's, it's, it's a blast. I think that's so important, especially right now, but always is the community aspect of anything, especially on this path of self-growth. Like you really have to, like the comp- my, one of my teachers in India is always talking about the company you keep. Um, and when you're on this path, how important it is that, you know, you don't have to be on the exact same path, but for somebody, if you're really practicing the law of attraction and working with this type of work and energies, like it's really important that the people you're surrounding yourself with, or that you have a safe space to process and connect and share, especially because some of these initial realizations and it feels like magic, you know, it feels like you've tapped into this thing. And, um, sometimes it's like, you don't want to talk about it. You don't want to share about it because you don't want to lose the sacredness of it with somebody that might, you know, not a hundred percent be in alignment with it quite yet. Although if you really want to talk the law of attraction, it means they're meant to be, but anyway, um, they're actually calling it in. Right. But, um, in any case, it's just been so nice to talk to you and have this conversation with my audience because so much of this work that's been happening for me this summer has been internal, Um, and I haven't been able to really share it or process it live with an, especially with an expert. Um, so this was really fun and I'm definitely going to read your book and continue to follow your journey because I really believe, and I say this, you know, it from the bottom of my heart that when people are doing the thing that they're supposed to be doing, living their Dharma or whatever you want to say, your purpose, um, which it's so obvious you are like that's raising the vibration, Um, so just by doing the work is raising the vibration. And I know I'm so passionate about marketing and, and connecting and communicating and just by showing up and like being so excited, um, is so big for this world that like could desperately use healing right now. So yeah, everybody that's listening on this call, you came here to live an excellent life. You didn't decide to come into physical reality and go, I'm going to go live a shitty physical reality. I'm going to go put myself in a box where I can't do what I want. Like you're in anything that excites you. If it excites you, your inner being wouldn't get you excited about something that you can't have. Mic drop. I loved (laughs) this conversation. Thank you so much for your time. Um, I just so appreciate you and your energy and us connecting in this way. I'm glad that I'm doing something right because obviously I called this in. So we're on the, we're on the right track. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. Thanks for having me. It was a blast. Thank you. And to all my listeners, this was a super special episode. Uh, Thank you. Thank you for being here as always. And until next time, keep growing.